G'day there. This is the Bloody Aussie Battler podcast with your host and fellow battler, Mike Holt. The Bloody Aussie Battler brings you news and commentary on the political shenanigans in Canberra and around Australia. So grab a beer and fire up the barbie. We're about to roast some politicians and expose their nefarious activities. This episode is brought to you by Dick Yardley's book, Australian Political and Religious Leaders, Treason, Treachery and Sabotage. Dick exposes how Whitlam, Hawke, Keating, Goss, Rudd and all the other Fabians have destroyed our manufacturing and agriculture. If you want to know exactly how they have done it, get Dick's book at advanceaustralia.com.au and click on Merchandise. Knowledge is power. Get the power to fight the corruption today. Just recently, the government forced a vote on us Aussies to decide whether to allow same-sex marriage or not. Well, that's what they told us. But the reality we are now finding is much more dire and worse than we have been told. Of course, many of us suspected that it was a trick question. And now we are seeing the real agenda. The sad thing is, the people who are going to suffer the worst if the gender agenda is implemented will be the very people it is supposed to help. They may get recognised and even supported by the government, but at what cost to their freedoms and dignity? Labour has a policy to offer free sex change procedures, set up a taxpayer-funded national agenda centre and appoint a new commissioner for sexual orientation, gender identity and intersex status issues, whatever the hell that means. This is completely in keeping with the party's fixation with social justice. Oh, social justice, yeah, that sounds good. Well, <laughs> when the Labour Party talks about social justice, it doesn't mean things like equality before the law, the equal claim to rights as citizenship or free speech, which it clearly considers to be outdated and antiquated, and which should be consigned to the dustbin of history. No. When the Labour Party talks about social justice, it means the complete rearrangement of society so that there is no privilege, no hierarchy and no difference. This policy has everything to do with engineering, social engineering, and very little to do, if anything, to do with justice. One of the ways it proposes to fill the party's self-proclaimed mission to reshape Australian society in its own progressive image is to get society to a point in which we are a genderless, androgynous mass. They've already achieved that in Tasmania, where babies born today do not have their sex put on the birth certificate. The parents actually have to ask the government to put it on. Well, I've got a simpler solution to this. Pull the front of their uh, nappies up and have a look. This is all generating a tremendous amount of discussion, but even that right and freedom is to be taken away from us if Labor ever gets control of our country. Political commentator Peter Credlin has this to say about it. Push in Tasmania to remove gender from birth certificates. Now, if you have a little boy or a little girl, you have to apply for that to be noted on birth certificates in Tasmania. The assumption is there's no gender on the birth certificates. Well, Labor has a national platform that wants that sort of um, gender change uh, right across 
the country. Now, we'll put something up on screen so people can follow it, but there is a Human Rights Commission. Um, in the Human Rights Commission, they want to see a Commissioner of Sexual Orientation and Gender Identity. They want a National Gender Centre, whatever that is. It's not clear from the documents. And that the cost of gender-affirming medical technologies should be reduced, which could well mean a heavy Medicare subsidisation for gender reassignment surgeries. Now, I don't know that most Australians know that this is on the table. I don't think most Australians, in, or sorry, most Tasmanians certainly knew in the recent state election that gender change was on the agenda for that state either. On the gender reassignment surgery issue, here's the exact wording in the policy document. Labor acknowledges the right of all Australians, including transgender and gender diverse people, to live their gender identity. For many, this includes accessing specialist health services and for some people can involve gender affirming medical technologies. Cost should not be a barrier to accessing these services. Labor commits to removing wherever possible barriers to accessing these services and consulting with experts in government. This should materialise in a focus on creating fair, equal and affordable access to medical care and treatments relevant to trans and gender diverse Australians. Are you starting to get the picture yet? Now, I want to make something very clear. These people who have problems with their gender have a mental problem. It's all in their mind. When you are born, you are either born a male or a female, and there is no way you can change that because it's built into your DNA. So these people who are saying that they feel like a woman when they're born a man have a mental problem. I know some people are going to accuse me of being homophobic, perhaps even racist or worse. But the fact is, DNA cannot and does not lie. You can cut off all the bits you like and replace them with silicon or other bits. It doesn't change the fact that your DNA says you are either a male or a female. But let's ignore that for the time being and talk about where this is all coming from. Have you heard about Agenda 21? If you haven't already, then go to our website at cirnow.com.au Scroll down near the bottom and you will see Agenda 21. You'll also see another article, Agenda 21 slash 30. And the reason for that is that the New World Order being run by the United Nations, which is the source of all of these crazy ideas, had goals set to be achieved by 2021. Now it is quite clear, if you read through the article, that they have not achieve those goals and in fact they are nowhere near achieving them they're never going to achieve it because people like you and me who understand the reality of the situation and do not have a mental problem will never accept what they are trying to impose on us not many people stood up and fought against the same-sex marriage proposal although i know a lot of people were against it and yet they still rammed it through because the government really doesn't care what we think but if you read Agenda 21, you will see it, it proposes some absolutely crazy things. Let me quote for you. Agenda 21 is a comprehensive master plan to reshape and control all nations and lock them into the clutches of the UN under the innocuous phrase sustainable development. 
Well, we've all heard that, haven't we? Along with 178 countries, President George H.W. Bush accepted Agenda 21 as a soft law, adopted by a new tactic called collaborative consensus building, instead of by treaty. Consensus is not agreement, but an absence of disagreement. It is an extremely cunning plan, and it is implemented through local government in Australia. And of course, we all know that there is no such thing as a lawful local government. The thing is, any change to the Constitution, and marriage is defined under the Constitution, must be voted on in a referendum by the people. So what does the law say about marriage? Well, in Family Law Act 1975, passed by the Commonwealth, Section 43A, and the Marriage Act 1961, subsections 46.1 and 69.2, are based on the definition in the 19th century English case of Hyde versus Hyde and Woodman Seed II, namely a formal, monogamous and heterosexual union for life. No high court has ever overturned that definition and it stands today. Therefore, the same-sex marriage question and the law that they promulgated as a result is unlawful. It's null, void. Now, this brings us back to Agenda 2030, and it is an agenda to impose a one-world government, also known as the New World Order, and subjugate us all under it. It's designed to destroy our democratic form of government under our Commonwealth of Australia Constitution Act 1901. And they are already doing this, not just here in Australia, but worldwide. And therefore, one of the things that they have to do is to dehumanise us. And they can do this by getting rid of gender. And that's what the gender agenda is all about. It has nothing to do with giving people with a mental condition the right to dictate to us what they want us to believe. You can tell me all you like that you are a male when you are a female or vice versa, but the fact is I don't have to believe you. Just ask any sportswoman who has come up against a transgender how she feels about it. There is this bloke pretending to be a woman, competing in a women's event and winning. Why? Because he's a bloke and he's built differently. He has more strength, more stamina, and his muscles are built differently. He's always going to win. Now, is that fair? By now, you must be asking, how did we get a socialist dictatorship that ignores our wishes, breaks our Commonwealth of Australia constitutional laws, and rides roughshod over us? Well, the answer is actually hidden in a shadowy group called the Fabians. Who, you might ask? Who are the Fabians? Well, since its foundation in 1884, the Fabian Society has been a home for some of the most important thinkers on the left. It has counted Rupert Brooke, Oscar Wilde, Emmeline Pankhurst, Ernest Bevan, Muhammad Ali Jinnah among its famous members. Every Labour Prime Minister in the UK and in Australia since World War II, has been a member of the Fabian Society. Now, the Fabian Society claims to be a think tank. 
but it goes much further than just thinking. Their policy over the last hundred plus years has been to infiltrate their members into key positions in our society and in government, and they have been doing that quietly behind the scenes. That's why we've had so many Labour Prime Ministers who are all members of the Fabian Society. Many bureaucrats are members of the Fabian Society. The Fabians are really soft communists. When George Bernard Shaw and others who founded the Fabian Society saw what was happening in Russia, they were horrified at the excesses and they determined not to go the same route even though they wanted to bring in the same communist policies. And so they formed the Fabian Society and started doing it softly, softly. And they have been very, very successful and they have done it so quietly that it's only in the last few years that we have woken up to this. So what are they doing? Well, all of these new ideas, sustainable development, climate change, marriage equality, gender equality, and all the rest of it, has all stemmed from the Fabians' ideas. So when you start talking about the gender agenda, look deeply, because it is rooted in far more than is apparent at first sight. There is so much more to this, but I hope what I've said today gets you thinking and questioning. Because if we don't start looking at what's really going on behind the scenes, one day we will wake up and we'll find that we have been stripped completely of all our rights and freedoms. They've been doing it for a long time and we have lost so many rights and freedoms already. Let's not let them continue. I'd like to leave you with a song that I recorded a while ago called Rain. It was originally recorded by Jose Feliciano. It's my wife's favourite song, so I hope you enjoy it. Listen 
listen to it pour And with every drop of rain You know I love you more Let it rain all night long Let my love for you grow strong As long as we're together Who cares about the weather Listen to the falling rain Listen to it all Listen to the pouring rain Listen to it pour And with every drop of rain You know I love you more My love for you grows strong As long as we're together Who cares about the weather Listen to the falling rain Listen to it You have been listening to the Bloody Aussie Battler podcast.